listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Count from 2Fab. And there is a lot of movie news this week. This, it was it, really a lot. It was actually, toward the end of the, toward the beginning of the week, not whole, a whole lot. And then as it crept on, it more and more news was coming out. Obvi- Every hour. It was like literally, hard for us to like it was, choose. It was hard to pick. I mean, there's the Andy Garcia, Father of the Bride reboot. Yes. Adam Sandler's in this new basketball movie that looks really Hustle. good. Yeah. Ray Romano's cast as, as Jim Valvano. There's a lot of stuff. But what we're going to start with today is the big motion picture. And we are going to start with sequels. And, sequels, sequels, and this sequels. question of whether it's too little, too late, emphasis on the too late. And of course, we're talking about the new Avatar trailer that just dropped uh, via, I think it's 20th Century Studios, which mm-hmm. is owned by Disney. Disney. Avatar 2, The Way of Water, mm-hmm. is a fit. the trailer is out. The movie's coming out later this year in December. And the trailer actually premiered at the Doctor Strange movie uh, over the weekend. And it first premiered at CinemaCon last week. Correct. It was at yeah. CinemaCon first, and then it premiered ahead of, or not premiered, but it, it was screened at the Doctor Strange yes. showing. Uh, and now it's officially online everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. Uh, and a lot of people have watched it. A uh, lot. I think Disney just announced this morning that about 148 million views of this trailer within the 24-hour window of when it first came out is is insane. That's, More than all of the recent Star Wars films, literally. which is insane because, you know, those those feel like felt much bigger to me. Yes. So that's just mind-blowing. So that just goes to show you that, yes, people are still interested in this movie, but I'm going to—I'm here's my thing. Like, yeah, look, know, like, a- Avatar 2 is—Avatar 1, I should say, came out in 2009, back when I was, like, yeah, in was high like, school. How old were you? I was in 09. At the beginning of 09, I was 17. And that, you know, I was like—I think that was the beginning of my senior year or something. I don't remember. But, like, I was, I was essentially a senior in high yeah. school. That's when Avatar 1 came out. Obviously, it was a, a smash hit. I think it's, it's still the highest grossing yeah. and movie of all time. And went above it for a little bit, but then Avatar got back in theaters and right. took over it again. So yeah. Avatar is king, obviously, in the movie world. And it was a big deal at the time. Like, the yeah. technology was groundbreaking. Isn't that like when 3D was like a 3D, big 3D was first introduced in Avatar. Yeah. That's when that 3D glasses have kind of fallen out of style, I think, when it comes to movies. They didn't, I they, hate 3D. Yeah, that fad did not stick around. But now... Literally, I'm not good at math. What's 2000? What's 2022? Is it like 20 years or 10? It's like 13 years. 13 years. Oh, there we go. You're yeah. better at math than I am. So 13 years later, there, James Cameron and company are finally coming out with Avatar 2. And look, again, it looks amazing. Yeah. Visually, it looks stunning. Stunning. That's a yeah. great word for it. So, I mean, the thing for me is like, it's too late. You're too late. Like, you've missed your window. I don't have any interest in Avatar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to see it, obviously, because it's like, it's you know, it's big, the big movie. But, like, as far as, like, my actual interest in going to see it, like, I, I'm not that intrigued anymore. You've waited too long. You can't— you, And now, this, this is just for Avatar. They've waited only 13 years. There are, mo- there are sequels coming out now that are, like— <laughs> 30 years in the making. I know. Like, I think to- there's how many? There's like three more coming out for Avatar? Yes. So that's what I'm saying. So not yeah. only is Avatar 2 coming out this year, which they waited way too long, in my opinion, just to release in the first place, but there's like two or three more Avatar movies after yes. that that are coming yes. out. I think there's like five movies total that yes. they're doing. Oh my God. And I got to be honest, I don't even remember anything about this movie. No. I, I don't remember. What's the world that they live in? Narnia or Pandora. something? Pandora. There we go. Pandora. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't even remember. I, I, I don't remember the details <laughs> okay, of this honestly, movie. I don't so, know who the characters are. I know Sam Worthington's in there. What Zo- else has he been? Zo- yeah, exactly. Where's this guy been yeah, yeah. for the past like 12 <laughs> years? Zoe Zaldana's going to reprise her, yeah. her role. There's some good, you know, um, Kate Winslet, Michelle right. Yeoh. We got some Edie Falco. There's some right. like, great actresses sure. and actors coming in. But I. I agree. I 
And usually, you know, I feel like more often than not, I'm usually, I hate to admit this, but I feel like you're the opposite, but I usually agree with public opinion when it mm. comes to things like this, like popular films, okay? Like think like Marvel, like, you know, that kind of thing. Okay? Yeah, I'm a regular contrarian when it yeah. comes to that type of no. stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fact. Come on, sure. let's be real. Yeah. But go on, go on. I'm yeah. listening. So, but I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's because we were, maybe we were too young when it came out because mm. I was, I was like a freshman or sophomore. Like I'm right. you're too blo- um, um, younger than you. But I like remember when it came out, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But then mm. like, can't tell you anything that happened. Right. Haven't watched it in forever. I. Like, I mean, the whole, I think there's some cool thing at Disney World. Like that looks kind of interesting for Avatar. But like, right. it's not like I've been, oh my God, I'm so upset that they've been postponing, you know, the movie. No. And like, I'm like, cool, like whatever. And I'm like, by the time this comes out, I'm not gonna be interested. And yeah, here I am not interested. Like the trailer, again, stunning, breathtaking, amazing, um, amazing special effects. And I think, I feel like the one thing when it came out that was so incredible about it, it wasn't just the story when the first film came out. It was because it was this technology we hadn't really seen before. Not just 3D, but in film. Yeah. I think that the technology was a bigger deal than the plot or anything. 100%. And that's why now I'm like, It was a visual "Eh." spectacle to go see Avatar. That's what what all the buzz was about. Exactly. Oh my God, this movie looks amazing. But apparently people are interested in the story. I'm like, I'm not. I I don't even remember the story. I I, I don't know. I don't even remember it. From what I can sort of remember, like it wasn't even all that groundbreaking of a story. It It was a very basic story. Like, you know, it's like, oh, like a human kind of takes the avatar yeah. of this like alien species or something. Yeah. And I think that, that this one's all, impre- all going to be in like an ocean sort of setting, apparently. Yeah, it, it, the way of water. water. Yeah. yeah, 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 for so, sure. So, I mean, I don't know. So here's the thing too. So even though Avatar is, in my opinion, 13 years, way too late to, to really kind of get the big, the big interest out of me, or I would argue the general public, there are, there are films that are worse than Avatar, that are that are that are committing this sin so even to I, a to a greater degree, including Top Gun. Top mm-hmm. Gun is coming out, I think, in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Top Gun, the original, came out in like '86, yeah. and now the, the Maverick sequel is coming out like thir- thirty years later. Just about like that's insane to okay, me. Okay, so I did a lot of a lot of deep thinking and reflecting about this. So I think it has to be. This is how I think. I think it has to be within. A, I think there's three factors. Mm. There has to be the right amount of time. Okay. Not necessarily like within, I think it needs to be within a couple years or something like long, like a long amount of time, mm. such oh, as so Top one, Gun. One, or, one, or, the one or the other. So it can either be like the short window or the very, very long window. Exactly. Nothing so, in the middle is going to work. Exactly. Like, okay. So I think that, you know, I think Avatar is in, the, in that in the middle. Window. Yeah. So because of Top Gun, I think if in something so like dirty, in something like Dirty Dancing, they're gonna have a Dirty Dancing. Yeah, sequel. They're, they're doing a Dirty Dancing sequel with Jennifer Grey coming back as Baby, I and know. like now she's gonna be the instructor. Yeah. I, okay. I don't give a shit about Dirty this. Dirty Dancing. Like, I have different feelings about than I do about Top Gun. Okay. Because, but I think when it comes to these sequels, they have to have the right amount of time. Um, between films, public interests, mm-hmm. which obviously Avatar definitely has, sure, and and Top Gun has, and a good story that will be a continuation and honor the original, but also bring in new viewers. Right. And something like Top Gun, it has been long enough because I never saw Top Gun until like a couple of weeks ago, right, right, and um, because I never watched it when I was a kid, mm. and so. Now I'm really interested in it. So if you're bringing in like more a new generation, a new generation, right. Then I think I guess it makes sense. I think then. that works. It's been enough time. And like for Top Gun specifically, you know, we're gonna talk more about this when the film comes out, but Tom Cruise had 
been approached for sequels in yeah, the past. Yeah, and, and he turned it down. And he turned it down because he right. said, I want to wait until it's the right story. And two, the big thing was that he wanted to wait till technology evolved enough so we could have practical, um, no CGI shots, no right. green screen for the... Um, the, when they're in the air, when they're when in the they're planes, flying, when they're flying. Right. And I think actually the a lot of the pilots, or not, the, a lot of the actors in this movie are in fact mm -hmm. like flying these planes. Yeah, so or, they have like a Navy um, aviator like with them, but right. they like, they had to do the cinematography. Right. They had to like do the lighting and like roll they're the camera. They're inside the planes. They're in the planes. Like yes. Glenn it's, Powell says like he was puking every day. Like it was, right, it's right, like, right, right. which is, and they went through all the training and everything too. So I feel like, and people say, the reviews, I mean, or reactions so far say it's incredible. Like sure. even better than the first one. So I feel like, it has to be a good enough story right. and people have to be, you know, want to watch the film that hadn't even even seen the original. Sure. I I would agree with that. The other th Does that make sense? You know what I mean? It does make sense. Another thing I sort of see, this is the cynical side of me, I kind of see Hollywood as cheap. Cheap. Okay. Cheap in the sense that they're banking on just nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like Top Gun and Dirty Dancing, these movies are like just I 80s iconic movies that really like movie lovers from that generation know and love. And I think they're trying to do, they're trying to do two things. They're trying to appeal to a younger, mm -hmm. newer generation of viewers, but they're also trying to draw back those old school movie watchers. Like, hey, you come like, back I'm to the I'm going with my dad to see Top that's Gun. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, I mean, like they're, they're making the movies, that's fine. Time will tell if there's an actual interest or not, especially for Dirty Dancing. That one's like, it's, it's a it's a cult well, classic, but like, I don't know if it doesn't have the same appeal as like Top Gun well, does, because exactly. that's like a big spectacle too. Dirty Dancing is like, it's a dancing movie. Like, and also, I, there's been I thousands think, of those that have been cranked story, out since. And a love story, and I think what's also weird about Dirty Dancing, and again, I love Yeah, Patrick Swayze is not going to be in Hello, it. Hello, and yeah. I love Dirty Dancing. R.I.P. Cat Patrick Swayze, uh, yes, Jesus. Yes, of course, and I love Dirty Dancing. It's I think that's a film that like, if they needed to do a sequel, they should have done it like when Patrick Swayze was still alive. They, they should have done it like totally within a couple years. Have. Again, that yes. window, that Again. sweet spot. Right. But I feel like that film, it doesn't work 30 years. I mean, who knows? The film can be amazing. We sure. don't know. But I don't feel like that film doesn't work like Top Gun this, you know, three decades from now as as um, like Dirty Dancing. Right. I don't think that's going to do the same. And also, the weirdest thing about Dirty Dancing, I just have to mention this because it just kind of is ridiculous and I hope they change this. Uh -huh. The title. Dirty Dancing. Not Dirty Dancing 2. Not Dirty Dancing Baby... I don't know, like... Right. Baby comes back. Yeah, he comes back. Baby, you know? I'll be back. Or, yeah, like, yeah. can you imagine, like, going to the movies and be like, oh, what are you seeing? Oh, I'm seeing Dirty Dancing. Oh, so you're going to, like, Synespia, like, old classics night? Oh, no, the movie theater. Like, oh, so... I'm, I'm sorry. I must have missed that. So you're saying that they're, they're keeping the same title? Yes. That's weird. It's so dumb. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. That's so uh, confusing. It is confusing. It's sort of like a reboot slash sequel. Like that, that's another thing Hollywood's doing. A lot of reboots slash sequels. Like they're trying to they're like re restarting the franchise, but it's also a sequel at that's, the same time. Reboots is a whole separate conversation. For sure. But I think, but like, come on, if you want to, you have to make it different enough. And again, I keep feeling like I'm defending Top Gun, even though I haven't even seen it. Right. It has to be different enough mm. that it's a new story, but connects enough to the original. Where I feel right. like. Dirty Dancing, I'm like, do we really need another one? And you're right. Like, again, the fact that Patrick Swayze is missing from that movie in and of itself, it just takes away some of the magic, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, Jennifer Gray is great and everything. Yeah. But, like, you, you and Patrick Swayze are that movie. Like, there's, there, you can't really carry on, in my opinion, the legacy of that movie without Patrick Swayze. We'll see what they do. Spe on the issue of sequels, one sequel that I hope we never get to see, and I know Chris Catan <laughs> feels differently <laughs> about this, but <laughs> Night of the Roxbury, we actually got him at LAX this week to, kind of talking about sequels, yeah. and he's all in for uh, for a sequel to for that classic, iconic movie with him and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, it doesn't sound like he's spoken to Will Ferrell about it. Uh, Chris Catan's all in on it. I don't know what he's really got going on in his professional life. I know He for, was on Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, but Will Ferrell's busy. Like, Will oh, Ferrell's like, course. yeah. but he, let, let, Here's Chris Catan speaking on the, a potential Night of the Roxbury uh, 2. Let's hear what he had to say. 
I mean, so many people do talk to me and ask me about is there going to be a night, night at the Roxbury 2, and uh, I think it'd be fun, how do you know? You, how do you see that, like, like, what do you think the storyline would be all these years later? Um, <laughs> I think we see where we are at this point. He's probably married to Molly Shannon's character, and I'm probably, I don't know, in prison. <laughs> I like it. You My start, character you start is... Off your so there's Chris basically <laughs> saying, yes, people are always asking me about a sequel. Are they, though? It, who knows? He, he's probably bullshitting us, to be honest. Um, and he says, no, I haven't spoken to Will, Fer Will Ferrell about it. Uh, and we were like, oh, why don't you reach out to him? The reason, look, the reason he hasn't reached out to Will Ferrell about it is because Will Ferrell has probably told him, I'm not interested in doing a sequel. So I guess the moral to that clip and the moral to the story is some sequels work, mm -hmm. some sequels don't. And there, you're right. I think there is there's a kind of a formula on how long you can wait. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Chris Catan, I think his window has sort of expired for Night of the Roxbury 2. So anyway, we will see. We will monitor Avatar 2 and see what comes of that. Uh, but with that, I think we can move on to our next segment, yeah. uh, Casting the Light. Mm -hmm. And this is this one was hard because there was so much casting news this this week. There was the Macy, the Macy Williams thing. There was the Ray Romano thing, like yeah. I mentioned. Um, but the the biggest thing that I, I saw that most people were talking this about— This was trending on Twitter. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah. It's a big deal. And even though it's technically TV, it ties into movies because they made a movie about this. This has Two. to do with the Percy Jackson and the Olympians new casting that they're mm -hmm. going to—that they're doing for the TV show for Disney+. Plus. They they basically cast— I, I don't remember all the, the kids' names. They cast they, like some— Do you know the kids' names by chance? Mm -hmm. I know who we're talking about. We're yes. talking about— they, they, Basically, they— they casted oh, the, there they uh, are. Yeah, okay. the main three. So Leah Jeffries is playing Annabeth, and then I forgot his name, but he's uh, whoever playing, this this, he's playing this Percy. handsome young kid is, he's playing Percy, <laughs> Percy and he's playing he's Grover. playing Grover, right? Yes. And okay, great. So the outrage is over uh, Leah Jeffries mm -hmm. playing Annabeth, who in the book is portrayed and de or described and depicted as a white girl, as, right? Um, and um, Alexand Alexander Daddario Daddario played right. her in the film. So this, uh, the bottom half you're seeing here, yeah. this is the original cast from the movie that they made. I think like a decade they ago played, or so. They made two movies, right? Um, but they they were in the in the first in the movie. So now they're doing the the TV show version of it. Leah Jeffries has been cast as Anna, like as Annabeth, like I say, and the outrage is that. Why is she, why did you cast a black girl in this role? Like, so it, it, it's, it's horrible. It's it's horrible because the thing is, I guess the that has sort of become people bullying her and like harassing her and like just this the 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 conversation around her casting has gotten toxic and racist and it's it's very sad. I mean, even the how young she is. She's a twelve year old and. Yeah. The author himself of the original series of books came out and strongly in her Who was defense. involved in casting. I believe he's also a producer. He was. He's, he's, he's directly involved in casting. So yeah. he came out with this very long open letter to mm -hmm. his fans and said, cut the bullshit. Yeah. Cut it out. Stop bullying. Stop harassing Leah Jeffries. He, I think the title of his piece is Leah Jeffries is Annabeth. Yeah. Like, take my word for it. I was he, there. I've seen her do the audition. Like, she embodies the character. She embodies the character. This is who I wanted. Yes, and yeah. I, I'm going to read a little bit of what he said because it was pretty powerful. So It uh, was. Rick Riordan said this. Uh, he wrote, You refuse to believe me, the guy who wrote the books and created these characters, when I say that these actors are perfect for the roles because of the talent they bring and the way they used their auditions to expand, improve, and electrify the lines they were given. Once you see Leah as Annabeth, she will become exactly the way you imagine Annabeth, assuming you give her that chance. And then he goes on to say, you are judging her appropriateness for this role solely and exclusively 
on how she looks. She is a black girl playing someone who is described in the books as white, friends, that is racism. So, the th- plain here, and simple. Yeah, plain and simple. I have one little thought on this. Okay. P- people that are harassing her or bullying her or, or, or hurling any type of racial, anything, like it, it, that's, in, that's unacceptable and inappropriate and in fact racist. But I'm, I'm, the, the idea of fans just questioning like the casting like, just, or just openly like, oh, like why, why did you guys go? Because mm-hmm. she, is, she is described as white in the book. Okay. So they obviously made a different choice. So I don't think the, the idea of people bringing the issue up itself, in and of itself, is racist. If you expand and you go further to harass, to belittle, then that starts getting into okay. racist stuff. But like the idea of in and of itself of just just, que- questioning. just questioning the, okay. the casting choice. I don't. I mean, I don't really see an issue with that in and of itself. But I don't know. Am I off base there? Okay, or so like- I kind of get where you're coming from, but. Okay, as someone who I've like, I love a lot of like book to movie TV adaptations. Right. And when an author is the person who's involved in casting, if the author is involved in casting, I don't think fans or anyone has, has a say, has a say right. in, or has the right to even give an opinion. Because if the author says, because this is the character, this is like who embodied the, the character I created. Right. This actress or actor is this character, then final say. No one should even question it. Really? Yes. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. So like, for example, um, I'm a, this is television, but I'm a big Bridgerton fan. In the books, all the characters are white. Right. So in the first series, you know, um, the season they had, um, they, and, and, and in the second one, they have black actors. Second one, right. they also had Indian actors. Right, right, right. So, Wait, was that a book first or? It was a whole book series. Oh, okay, I'm tripping. And, okay, yeah, and they're all white in the books. Okay. So people, it's all, they're, they're, pace, they're basically changing a lot of the, um, the, the ethnicities sure. of the characters. Right. And anyone, I mean, most people, it seemed, weren't like upset about that right. at all. But if someone was, you know, the author is cool with it. She, if she's cool with it, right. then no one should really question it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, it's in, it's like, because he in, in his piece here, Rick says, you guys think that we did this just for diversity's sake, that we just yes. there was, we just wanted to check a box for People diversity's sake. Yeah. And it's, to be honest, like, I'm not saying that that's not true or not. Or I, I think it's sort of disingenuous for him to say, that diversity had no play in it at all. He's basically saying, no. I, I agree with that. I, I don't come disagree on, with like, that. Come on, really? Like, I don't yes, disagree people with that. were in the room and they probably auditioned a ton of people. They probably thought she was great. And out of all the out of all the great auditions they probably had, they're probably like, yeah, let's give her a shot because, you know what I mean? Like, I think they they did want to offer yeah. some representation. And that kind of gets to my next point because like this, there's this, there's a lot of this is going on where they're kind of casting characters that are traditionally depicted as like white with p- actors of color, like mm-hmm. the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out. I think, is it Chloe or Halle Bailey who's- Chloe, Chloe. I think I think Chloe, Chloe yeah. who's playing uh, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Ariel is, she, I mean, she's a mermaid. That's a whole other conversation. Like mermaids, why are they, are they, they're not of a, of a human race. So it doesn't really make any sense to begin with. But you know, she was cast and yeah. people were all up in arms about that. Like, what the f-? Uh, Rachel Zegler is, who is Hispanic. Being Snow White. She's been cast as Snow White. So here's my thing. It's like, because I thought, I've been thinking about this. And like, again, like, People like just questioning the casting choice in and of itself. I don't really have a problem because, like, yes, like you're obviously going to notice a difference. Like, it's going to spur a, some, some sort of like a, oh, that's interesting. Why did you guys? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't see the issue of like questioning it in and of itself as a problem. But like, if you start to actually get like angry about it, if it actually bothers you, that's when your true colors are showing. In my opinion, I mean, I guess as a fan, I would say that like, because <laughs> kind of keep thinking of Bridgerton because it's more most recent in my mind when it comes to. Um, 
book to television adaptations or even like Dune, um, for example, too, um, book to film. But right. when you're reading it and because now when I read when I read Bridgerton and the characters are, you know, there's like a black actor playing in there in the book, it's described as white. So mm. I have to like think of it like, oh, do I want ima- to imagine it like the show or do I want to imagine it like the book? Right. And so I guess as a fan, I guess that you're like, oh, wait, you know, it's not how I imagined it because it's not how it was described. Right. I guess, you know, you have a right to question it. Like, why did you decide to change that? Right. Because I honestly— But if, if you're attacking if, her on social no, media— No, attacking her is wrong, obviously. But like, I, I guess not—and not to counter Rick's point because like his point is valid. But like, just to kind of like just offer a little bit of like— uh, a rebuttal a little bit. I still is like, I see that. Dude, like, if you really wanted to, if you actually think she's a sort of a colorblind sort of character, you should have written her as colorblind to begin mm-hmm. with. You wrote her as white to begin with for a reason. So you're the one who f***ed up in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want to make that argument, oh, she's like, she could be played by anybody. It's like, well, if that's the case, why did you write her as white? Like, you specifically oh, and, and explicitly wrote her as white for yeah. a reason. So why don't you explain that choice in the first place? Here's another point I want to make about this real quick. Actually, before I make that point, Let's actually hear oh, yeah. Leah Jeffries because as a result of all this bullying that she's been experiencing, which by the way, shame on these people that are bullying this poor girl. Like that's that's one thing that so everybody can up. just 100% disavow. Let's shut up. Apparently she, I mean, she's on social media. She has a TikTok account. She went on Instagram and said, hey guys, it sounds like you guys have gotten my TikTok removed. Let's actually hear her describe that. Okay, so apparently, nope. Apparently my TikTok has been banned. And so, yeah, so my TikTok has been banned and someone banned the account and I now have no more TikTok. So I guess all the people that wanted to like, you know, all the people that kind of did not want me to be Annabeth or something, they literally took down my whole account. So I now do not have a TikTok account no more, but that's not gonna let us stop us. So good for her for yeah. for maintaining the the good attitude. But I on on the idea of I don't know if trolls are able to get people's uh, whole accounts removed. That doesn't really I don't yeah. understand what, what she's actually saying or I, what. I know what I had mentioned this to you just real quickly. TikTok is weird. Like, yeah, when it comes to I like, don't have TikTok, yeah, so I have no TikTok's idea. TikTok's weird. I mean, people get banned for like stuff that like. They didn't even but can, do anything. Can, can you can like trolls if they wanted to? Could they flag your profile or something? Yes. Really? They, okay, yes. so maybe that maybe they're maybe they did in fact yeah, get her. They banned. can they can they can flag for like or even Instagram same thing. Right. You can flag for inappropriate. And offensive, I'm sure, t- blah, I'm blah, sure blah. TikTok is sort of like programmed to like just automatically like like do something. Or it's flagged. Right. And yeah, then eventually like a human's gonna look into mm-hmm. it or whatever. But anyway, that's a shame. Like, it's a shame that if people are in fact bullying her. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about this too, real quick, because I, I sometimes I, I hear this argument from people like. The people that are like that get kind of up in arms about the the switching up of casting when it comes to mm-hmm. race or whatever. Some of the one argument that they say is like, oh, well, they should just be writing new stories and new characters for 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 black actors to play. Like characters who are written as black okay. to be portrayed by black actors, they should be doing that. That's true. They should be doing that. And they then need, the academy even has like rules. Yes, they they need to be making to do that. But here's the thing: like at this point in our in our history, like, look, America is is steeped in white supremacy is a strong term, but yes, we're steeped in yeah. like, we're steeped in whiteness. Like there's, there's it's no denying, there's no denying that this country yeah. is steeped in whiteness historically, dating back to the fairy tales that we wrote, dating back to these, that's, so that's what, what I'm saying is that it's, it seems f***ed up and sorry, I'm, I hate to curse, but it seems screwed up in my mind that we're essentially telling like black actors and black people in general, like, oh, wait until there's a black character or a black story for you. Yeah. 
don't no, think that's right. Like, no, that's not right. Like, like I, I, I've, hear, I've heard this said before, and it, it, it does matter, and it, it sounds cliche, but it matters. Representation matters. 100%. Represent, and that the thing is, it's like, we, these iconic characters like Snow White or like or like or like Cinderella when 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 oh, what's um when uh God I'm I can't believe I'm Brandy blanking. Brandy thank yes. you for saving me on that yeah. when Brandy was cast as Cinderella yes and I, you know who's like a historical fairy tale figure kind mm-hmm. of thing that was a big deal yeah. that mattered you know what and I mean especially for so I guess what sorry just to finish my point sorry, so I guess what I want to say is I don't we shouldn't have to like. We we shouldn't have to have black people wait. Like we don't. No. You don't have to wait for they've your. Waited own. long enough. They've, as I'm saying, like if they want to play Ariel or they want to play whoever, let them. Like what fucking difference does it make? You know what I mean? Like it's not hurting anybody. Like it's, it's not. You know what I mean? Because I, no, I, I, I hear that argument all the time. Like oh, they should have their own stories and their own characters written. It's like yes, that's true. They Hollywood needs to do a better job of doing that going forward. Yeah. But of, of all the stuff of all because all these are IPs like these big IPs and these big characters. You're telling, you know, we have we have like a black Spider-Man now. We have Miles Morales. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever wrote that that character, Miles Morales, I, I don't know when that was written for Marvel, but whoever did that, kudos to them because they had the foresight to see this is going to matter. This matters. We need to be writing characters early and often. And we and I, I guess I, I would just say that Hollywood and or whoever has come up with this content originally, they didn't do a good job of like looking to the future and saying, oh, we don't want all just all these white characters. You know what I mean? Like they, they sure. should they should have wrote some characters of color a like long originally. time ago. Yes, they should have done that and they fucked up, but anyway. And, and when it comes to um, why I think you, off your point of rep- representation matters, because yes, it does. I feel like especially for these IPs mm. and for um, Disney princesses. Mm. Um, yes, hun- kids, Disney princesses for sure. Disney princesses, the, you know, Percy Jackson's yes. kids. These are like little kids who are going to see these in theaters, going yes. to watch us at home, and they're going to see someone who looks like them. Yes, and I that remember matters. Even like, people, was, like, it can't be understated enough. That stuff matters. And it has to be. I feel like for kids, I mean, I think for all of Hollywood, it needs to be, be better, more, going be- better going forward. Better going forward. But I think when it comes to young adult and kid content mm-hmm. specifically, I think it there's needs a deep, to be- there's a deep well of content exactly. there. Like and Disney is like, it's a deep well of content. Like we can, we can switch things honestly, up a little bit. And honestly, there's no excuse. What do you mean? Like a- To, to not bring more I agree. Di- diversity into I agree. it. And like, again, like to your point, like Rick Riordan, he has said that he has seen Leah Jeffries audition. He said that she is the character. I still think that he's sort of kind of like trying to have it both ways a little bit. Kind of yeah. like, it's like, you're the one who wrote her as white, but that, that's beside the point. To your the point though, like, she could eat. Yes, she can play. She can play the character. It's fine. It's yeah. not that big a deal. So, uh, anyway, it's not like it's you know, it's not like Emma Stone playing like right. an Asian woman. Like it's not. It's not like something right. like that for sure. So anyway, no I, offense, I, I, it's, it's, I'm sorry for Leah Jeffries. I'm sorry that she's going through that. Uh, excited to see the show though yes. when it comes out because I actually really liked the first of the movies, but I didn't okay. watch the second one. I like Greek mythology and stuff like that. Right. So. Oh, by the way, Alexandra Daria. I don't know if we said that, but oh, she yes. she shouted her yes. out. She I said, "Remember that." Yeah. She said, "Like, congrats to Leah Jeffries. You're going to be an incredible. You're going to be an incredible Annabeth." Yes. So you, she has gotten the co-sign from yeah. the actual Annabeth who was portrayed on film. Yeah. So there you have it. Fans should back off. Like, look, they it. need to back the OG off. Anna leave Beth. this kid alone, for God's sake. People are crazy. Anyway. She's going to leave social media. Yeah, she is. The last thing we Although actually I don't know. She seems pretty, she has a, she has a tough she, spirit. Actually, you know what you're She's right. got a feisty spirit want, about yeah, her. Honestly, I, I hope think she'll she be keeps okay. her head up and I'm excited for she the will. show. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, after that very spirited debate, uh, <laughs> we get a heat, I got riled up and shit. Sorry, but okay. uh, we we can move Love on. We can move on to our next segment, the Hollywood hoedown. We yes, we're gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> um, this is the break. These are breakout stories of the week, yeah. and the the biggest breakout story of the week to me was. The rumor, because I guess that's kind of how we have to hedge it. It's we a rumor. It's a rumor slash report that Warner Brothers is considering nixing Ezra Miller and replacing them with Dylan O'Brien as the Flash going forward. Yes. Well, there's, uh, we talked about this too. So yes. the report was very worded. Vague. Very, it's very vague, very confusing. So yeah. it almost seemed as if they were suggesting that Warner Brothers wanted to replace Ezra in the Flash film that's already done. Right. And so people like Variety was saying, oh, that's not true, da 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 Like, they don't want to replace um, Ezra in the film. But the more you read it, it almost seems like it would make more sense. Right, going, They're talking about going forward. talking about the future. That would be ridiculous for them to even consider, like, redoing the film that's been postponed so many times. Right, so, and the idea of redoing the film was actually debunked by a few different reporters, I yes. believe. I think somebody at Variety debunked mm-hmm. it and said they are not considering reshooting. Yeah. It's already, there are, test shootings are going on. The movie's in the can already. They're already doing test screenings and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so yeah, this this uh, article from, I think, Screen Geek it was. Yeah, it was Screen Geek. It was poorly written. It wasn't very specific about what they were talking about. All they were saying was that, oh, so, you know, Warner Brothers sources are telling us that they're considering replacing Ezra with Dylan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And Dylan O'Brien is a big actor. He would actually, Dylan would actually be a good replacement for Ezra. If, if that, if that in fact, is it, if there's any truth in that report whatsoever, I'm talking about going forward in the future, mm-hmm. Dylan wouldn't be a bad replacement because Dylan has, has actually headed up some big, like like banner type movies or whatever I, like Maze Runner obviously yes. like he's a big deal he's been Teen, teen Wolf like. I have been a sorry to interrupt you but I'm really excited about this no you're good love Dylan O'Brien Dylan O'Brien's I've a been, homie. I've been a Dylan O'Brien fan for a long time I yeah. actually haven't seen the outfit I know you said that was Outfit's actually pretty good great. Yeah. so I've been you know he's one of my celebrity crushes I love Dylan O'Brien I think he's incredibly talented and I would love to see him in a superhero role and I hate to say it, why but I feel like I want more people to see him in like a bigger role. It's weird though because he's been in big movies. He has, movies, but it seems like they're it, not big enough. You're, you're right. Like I, because you mentioned kind of Dylan O'Brien in passing sometimes, and people are like, "Who? Who what? Oh, yeah, who's Dylan like, O'Brien?" I'm, I'm like, um, "Let me show you and bring up his IMDb." You know what's so funny? I, the reason I sort of registered Dylan O'Brien as like a person because honestly, like I'd, I'd seen his face in movies and Maze Runner stuff like that, but I never like connected his face to a name. I was like, "Who is this motherfucker?" Yeah. I don't know. It was actually because of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, I don't know if you follow, if you watched that. <laughs> Wasn't he in an episode? He was in an episode. Yes. There was a whole episode about Dylan O'Brien and how Larry David had a feud with him. That's how I know who Dylan O'Brien is. I was like, he oh, you're, that's who you are. Phenomenal actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. He has, he's so talented. He like is great with, you know, um, he could do like, like he, he, he can do the big hero he, role. Yes, he, he can, can do, do emotional he can do depth. indie he can stuff. Do comedy. He's very he's a lot really of range. Funny. He's got a lot yeah. of range. So with that said, I could totally see him playing the Flash, but. And there was another, I saw other reports. I don't know if you saw this, but like different film reporters were saying that apparently Ezra and Warner Brothers have sort of spoken since this oh, whole, I didn't see since that. all this fiasco stuff with Hawaii. Apparently they were saying that they've spoken and that Warner Brothers has been kind of hearing them out and kind of like, 
because apparently Ezra has been going through stuff, I guess. And speaking of going through stuff, uh, we, look, just to kind of quickly recap, Ezra Miller has been getting yeah. in a lot of trouble out in Hawaii. They have gotten arrested twice. Um, and we actually have the 911 call for one of those arrests. He allegedly threw a chair at a girl and, and hit, hit her or something. The 911 call for that is pretty intense. Let's actually hear it real quick. I have Ezra Miller at my house right now. We have been offering our home to him, and he came into our home and is threatening us right now. He hit me in the head with a chair, and I'm just gushing all the Do you need medical attention? I, no, I don't need medical assistance. I need the police. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, so there's the 911 call. Obviously, that girl sounds very distressed. Yeah. And, I mean, look, Ezra has, in fact, been getting in a lot of trouble. Sounds like they've been engaged in a lot of erratic behavior. I don't know what's going on with Ezra Miller. Um, and, you know, they've they've kind of have a little bit of a history with this, like mm-hmm. sort of like off-the-wall behavior. It's not a one-off thing. It's not a one-off thing. Yeah. Um, if they are, in fact, going through something that might be the, the, the kind of the cause of all this, I'm curious yeah. to see. I'm kind of curious to hear what that might, in fact, be. And you know, if Warner Brothers, and if he is, is I, if they are, yeah. I hope that they get the help that they. they True, need. Yeah. and I, I'll be honest. Like Ezra Miller is actually a great Flash. Like I love, I love them as Barry Allen. I love them as Barry I do Allen. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just for the sake of like just kind of argument, if Warner Brothers was going to replace Ezra Miller going forward, because I think that's what we're kind of talking about. Like if there's any yes. replacement that's going to happen, it's very definitely hypothetical. Gonna, but it's yeah, gonna very opinion. hypothetical. Yeah. But it's, it, it would be for going forward, and there's a lot of outrage because people are saying. Why would you cast Dylan O'Brien? You already have Grant a Flash. Gustin. Grant Gustin, who is who plays the Flash in the CW show, which I think is, I don't know if it's currently airing. I or, think there's like one more season or something right, like that. Right, but it's it's like, the so, like the show is going on right now, and apparently yeah. this guy Grant is is great. As, I used to as, watch The Flash. Really? It's a good show. I used to, I used to watch it. Is he it a good great. Flash? Yeah, I think they did a, I want to say they did some sort of like meta thing where they had Ezra Miller and Grant Gustin in an oh, episode that's or, some, cool. or something like that. Okay, so I, different I don't like universes. I'm pretty sure they did something like that. Right. And so, you know, I mean, I feel like would Grant Gustin really want, I mean, obviously I don't know him personally, but he right. really, really want to do a movie after doing this show for, you know. Of course he would. Yeah. You he think t- so? Hell yeah, he would. Are you kidding me? He's a, he's, a, he's a working actor and he wants to be in a superhero movie. He'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up. I mean, pay, he's pay me. done this, you know, I think the show's like eight or nine seasons. So it's been going on for a long time. Right. So to bring him into the, I mean, also, I mean, the DCU is going through, they're reportedly going to do this whole overhaul and yeah, stuff. So right. I feel like if there was a time to replace the Flash, It'd it now. would be now. Right. Um, especially if, like, who knows what's going to happen with shows in the future. There was even rumors about Dylan O'Brien being, like, Nightwing. Oh, Who's, wow. like, a Batman character. Yeah, but he shut that down, but, like, you never know. Even nowadays when an actor says, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know anything about if them. If anything, you should assume call. they're always lying. Oh, that's, that's 100%. How I so yes. when he said that he hasn't heard about it, I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. Liar. <laughs> liar. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel, I hope that Ezra gets the help that, that they need. Right. If there is something going on, sure. as the reports are saying, right. um, as you pointed out. But part of me thinks that it would be in Warner Brothers' best interest after everything that's happened just to, to shed just him, shed them him. completely, maybe? And kind I, of shake it off? And I say that, fresh. and then I kind of go back because I think about Johnny Depp, and I think of how that didn't really work out so well for Warner Brothers. Right. So, maybe- Although I would argue that Johnny Depp, just from like my quick little Twitter, like, View Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I would argue that Johnny Depp has way more goodwill with like fans and people than Ezra Miller does right now. That is a great point, and that's yeah, true. People don't really f- with Ezra Miller. They no. don't like they don't like them because they, they they see them as like 
crazy, frankly. You know what I mean? I think and like going back, you have to have the public interest. And the last thing Warner Brothers needs is more people getting mad um, and more backlash and right. all this stuff. And so, so maybe I feel for, like maybe it might for, be the best Right, maybe from option. just a, a, ba- a basic PR stance, yeah. it would be best to just kind of dump Ezra Miller potentially. I don't know. If, if there is, in fact, something going on with them and they can maybe get themselves on the right track, sure, maybe give them a second chance. But if not, yeah, maybe you got to kick Ezra to the curb and maybe get Dylan O'Brien in there. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I will say, I am excited for this Flash movie. Oh, yeah, I am too. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's coming Supergirl, back. Supergirl. Yes. Um, introduction of Supergirl in it. So, it's essentially um, going to be the Doctor Strange. Very multiverse. Multiverse. Yeah. And in fact, speaking of Doctor Strange, speaking this, of Doctor this is a Strange. Perfect, perfect segue. So, lots look, of thoughts. lots of thoughts. The movie, that was the big movie of the week that came out this past week. I saw it. So did I. And... It was good. It was good. And I don't like Marvel movies. I am. It was really good. Shook. But I honestly, <laughs> when I left the theater, when I left the theater and I was driving home and I was like, I was like, I wonder if like, I wonder if Fabian actually liked that movie. Because I like, I just had this weird feeling that you would actually like that Marvel movie. I loved it. And the the reason I liked it so much, because I mean, like, for, yeah, like the story is like whatever, frankly. I, I, I love the idea of Elizabeth Olsen's character as the Scarlet Witch. And she's out for like, re- not revenge, but she's out to like, I want my kids back and I'm going to mm-hmm. get them by any means necessary. And then she went, she killed a whole bunch of people and was ruthless. I love that. And like, she, it showed a different side of her as an actress that I don't think we've really seen just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool seeing that in like a superhero capacity. But in my opinion, the, the true credit of that movie goes to Sam Raimi, the director. Mm-hmm. The the style of shooting that movie and essentially shooting it as a horror movie because that movie was fucking scary. It was it was scary. It reminded me of Evil Dead. It, it, yeah. I mean, like even there's the Bruce Campbell cameos in there too. They, they, he does the whole hand with the evil. That's a, that's a nod to Evil Dead yeah. because in the movie Ash, his hand becomes possessed, et cetera, et cetera, beats him up. So that was literally a nod to Evil Dead, and he shot it like an Evil Dead movie, like just the cuts and the and, the, and everything and. That's why it worked for me because of Sam Raimi. Like the story itself was like, eh, like whatever, like, okay, multiverses, whatever. And, but speaking of multiverses, we made this point last week with Liam and everybody. Um, we talked about the idea of like cameos, a ton of cameos coming up. Sure enough, those cameos did in fact mm-hmm. manifest. John, John Krasinski showed up as Reed Richards, as Mr. Fantastic. Uh, another um, Captain Marvel showed up. Another variant of Captain Marvel showed up. Captain and Carter. Captain Carter showed up. And then Professor X showed up. And mm-hmm. I think there was one other, uh, Black Bolt, was mm-hmm. it? I don't know who the hell that is still. Yeah, yeah but he was in a TV show. I guess he doesn't talk because he can like kill people with his like his echo chamber sound yeah. waves or something. I don't know. All those characters were killed off fairly quickly in a matter of seconds because of Scarlet Witch. She just, she annihilated, annihilated them, which was cool to see, but these are variants. So their deaths were meaningless. So okay. they're essentially not the main versions of the actual character. And to me, and we, we spoke about this last week, but like, there's no stakes in Marvel, especially with all this multiverse bullshit. Like, oh, like one reality is here, but we can kill somebody, but it doesn't matter because they're still alive in this universe okay. and they're still alive in this universe. And we can just bring whoever we want anytime we want at our convenience. And that that doesn't, that's not a good story. Like you need stakes in a story. That's why when when Iron Man died, when Iron Man died in uh, in Endgame, that was the end. He's not coming back. Robert Downey Jr. is not going to reprise that role, nor okay. should he. Okay. His his death mattered. And this multiverse stuff is making it so that deaths don't matter. Characters, characters coming and going doesn't matter. Nothing means anything. It's driving. It drives me crazy. Okay. Sorry. I have thoughts. It's okay. I'm all to riled let, up I wanted, again. I wanted to let you finish. <laughs> I, wanted I get too riled up in this in this room sometimes. I, it's uh, really hot in here, yeah. by the way. It's really hot in here. It always is because the lights. Okay. So I have I have thoughts. Okay. So first of all, I very much enjoyed. So did I. The film was it my favorite Marvel film? No. Mm-hmm. Was it in the top five? No. Okay. 
Ooh, top right. 10? I'm not sure. I haven't even seen 10 Marvel movies. I don't, I don't even think I've seen five Marvel movies, frankly. Oh, my frankly. God. Oh, but my anyway, God. go on. Okay. Continue. So, since you liked it so much, I think you should watch WandaVision. Eh. Okay. Because, okay, so Elizabeth Olsen was incredible, mm. as, as you mentioned. Yeah, she was. Um, total, like, spectrum of emotions, and I loved seeing her as the villain, and mm. I loved seeing, you know, you know, she has, like, so much heart towards her kids, which— that's in the show. Right. How um, much love towards her kids, but she also is like willing to do whatever it takes to get them, even if it is turning bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought she couldn't even get better than WandaVision when it came to her acting ability, but right. she just knocked out of the park with, right. with the film, with Multiverse. So you've seen Men- WandaVision, right? Oh yeah, I've and rewatched you know, it again. You know how last week we were talking about this concern that apparently they didn't honor I the character? Th- re- okay, so okay. they did or they didn't? Okay, so yes and no. Okay. Because I think... I, my concern was that, like, they were totally going to, like, ignore her arc in WandaVision. Mm. They did not. They they went off of it. Okay. However, the big thing that I, I think why some people had mentioned that, that was a concern because this isn't really a spoiler because now you've seen um, Doctor Strange uh, too. But in the WandaVision, in the finale, she becomes Scarlet Witch. Um, but she's not like evil. Like she has like the like um she has like the book of the damned, but you don't really know what the book of the damned really is. Like yeah, yeah. but um and she has is like astral projecting, or maybe she is dream walking, whatever it was called, but you didn't really right. know. It's in the end credit scene and she hears her kids, and that's how the show ends. Oh so okay. it just like so her, she's removed from yes. that world, but still remembers them in her no, mind. No, she's somewhere. like going through the multiverse, like or we didn't know what it was, oh, but I she's see. listening for them, and there's like all these like red things. So now, so now this movie, well, at the time you're like, you're like, what is she up. doing? And yeah. you don't really realize that she's evil. Oh. So I would have liked maybe like 20 minutes or so of just a little her more, just more of her like evolving into a villain. Right. Because you kind of saw it happens right off the it bat. It happens right off the bat. So it's almost like, like Doctor Strange goes to see her. Yeah, and then she's bad. Yeah, and she's, she's evil. bad. And the so red I, is everywhere. Yeah, like, so oh, it would have like just a little bit. So, right. you know, some people like I saw um, someone compared it to almost like Game of Thrones, which is a much extreme example mm-hmm. of like we saw Danny become the, the mad queen, but it happened like so fast. She went from being like, I'm the people's queen to like, right. I'm going to kill everyone. Right. So it almost was like, it almost was <laughs> that's like, a very good comparison. It is. And it was yeah, like yeah. that, but that's a more extreme version. Sure. We got a little, I mean, you know, Game of Thrones literally was like, okay, right. she's this, bad that, now. I would argue maybe this was a little more exactly. nuanced. Exactly, but sure. I would have liked maybe just a little bit. Was it right. a little bit more of her Like maybe evolution? a scene of her by herself, kind of yes. like before Strange shows up. Because as soon as Strange shows up, that's her. That's, that's the introduction she's of her Scarlet, character. She's Scarlet, which she's evil. Right. Yeah. So I think just a little bit. But did, was it a make or break for the film? No. Um, so I was surprised by how much I enjoyed the horror. Because you know me, I am not a big horror fan. Well, right. it's more like horror films are hard for me to watch. Okay. I forced myself to watch them. Uh-huh. But I loved the horror. Like, yeah. it was eerie, and I loved the like, bloody. Remember, she, and it remember was like, when she's coming out of the, uh, whatever, with that, that the cylinder? I don't know what it was. Yeah, that's she's, like, she's, like, she's like, like, twisted yes, off. Yes, I love yeah, that. And like, and she was like limping, and like, yeah. oh, and then I loved the whole, like. That's I, Sam Raimi, by the way. That's pure Sam Raimi. When you told me that, I was like. That's what Sam Raimi I think you does. mentioned that, and I was like, okay, maybe I can like watch the Evil Dead movies now, because yeah. I really enjoyed that. Or, I mean, there was that one jump scare that got me in the tunnel. Right. That one, I was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's happening. Um, But I enjoyed all of that. I thought it was great. And I I hope that he. Because in the Spider-Man, because he directed the Spider-Man films, the original ones. He did. And we didn't really get to see that kind of his, horror-ish. His, sort of. Like, his style is sort of there in Spider-Man. It's kind of I more— I mean, the Green Goblin scared me as a kid. Right. So. <laughs> like in, in the original Spider-Man movies, like, Sam Raimi's, like, his his imprint is there, but, like, it's not there. Not in the, like in the, this. In the, in the, not like this. You're right. This is pure Sam Raimi. I'm happy that Marvel let him do his thing in this movie. Um, real quick, one last thing I wanted to say about Elizabeth Olsen. Um, she had a lot of comments about 
Marvel movies, about this movie, because she's been doing a ton of press, obviously. Yeah. And she seems to be kind of making confl- uh, conflicting statements. She's definitely contradicting herself a, a little, little bit. bit. So, like, yeah. last week, she she came out in defense of Marvel movies slash superhero movies because this is, like, a, another raging oh, debate God. about— Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese blah, blah, blah. kicked it off a few years ago, basically, yes. saying superhero movies suck, they're ruining cinema— I kind of tend to sort of agree with that a little bit, but anyway. Conversation for another time. Yes, but uh, Elizabeth Olsen sort of pushed back on that and said, no, these movies are meaningful. These movies have like some, they have like deep characters. Like some of them are in fact character studies. And like uh, to her point, this movie very much, I would argue, was a character study of her, of the Scarlet Witch. I would like to note about Wanda, just so you know this, her character throughout the whole MCU has been about grief. Mm. So much of it has been about grief. So her character specifically has had, probably the most, like, emotional depth. So that's what I'm saying. There is some gravitas there yes. to these performances, mm-hmm. to these stories. And that's what Elizabeth Olsen was sort of saying in this interview. Yeah. So that that interview came out last week. And then another interview came out this week through the New York Times, I believe. Yeah. And she essentially sounded sort of resentful about, about being tied to this character in the MCU in general. Because when you're an actor in one of these movies— you're tied to contracts, and, mm-hmm. and there are certain windows that they block out of your schedule. Like, okay, you can't shoot anything else from this, this time thing. to this time. Sometimes it's like months on end, right? And she said in this this new interview, I think it came out yesterday or today, she basically said, um, I've lost roles. Mm-hmm. It, roles that I wanted to do. She cited The Lobster as yeah. one of them, which was, which was a really good movie. It would have been interesting to see her in that. But she said, I lost, I've lost work interesting work that I was actually, I would have loved to have done, but I couldn't have done because of the MCU. And she sounds... She's, she sounds a little bitter. She's a little like, resent- I had this job security, but I was losing these pieces that I felt were more part of my being. Right. So there, there were some roles, like maybe more artsy type roles, yeah. like more serious dramas that she wanted to do. And that's kind of, that's sort of the the double-edged sword of Marvel. Like it's it's great work. It pays well. It makes you an A-list star. But then it also, if you're like, if you want to be the true artist in you, is you, you the true artist in you might perhaps be deprived of like work yeah. you might want to do. So I don't know. It was kind of. I don't know if I took that as shade toward Marvel. Well, then she or... said when she'd asked if she'd want to do a standalone film in the future, yeah. and she said, "I think I would, but yeah. it really needs to be a good story." Right. Well, that, the thing is, too, it sounds like she's saying that Wanda uh, Wanda slash Scarlet Witch is not dead because at the end of I don't the, think she's at, dead. I, I hate. That's another thing I hate about these movies. Give me some. Okay, de- so, give me some definitive ending for God's sake. Stop leaving so many windows. Since open. we're running out of time, I need to mention this about that, sure. about that topic because we talked about it last week too. So I kind of like. I was first like really concerned about phase four, thinking, where is this, where is this narrative? Like, it's not a linear narrative. We should What's mention going real quick, on? phase four is where we are currently yes, in the Marvel in phase chapter. Like, like Shang, Post, Shang, Shang-Chi yes, is part of that. Infinity um, saga. Yes. So, and there's the te- television shows are all in phase four. Right. So, I feel like there's something, I, you know, WandaVision kind of, um, but Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Loki were all directly connected, I would mm, say, okay. because of the multiverse. Right. Um, but, and I I have a feeling that Ant-Man Quantumania is going to have to do with the multiverse because King the Conqueror, yeah. that's Jonathan Majors, he was in Loki. Mm. Um, and you like Jonathan Majors. I do like Jonathan yeah, Majors. So, he's great. Yeah, so, and he's great in, in Loki. So okay. I'm looking forward to, to Ant-Man 3 because of Jonathan Majors. But I am a little concerned because it seems like it's all over the place. Yeah. However... Then I read something and I'm like, wow, I didn't think about that. But I also wasn't like, um, I'm like a bandwagon Marvel fan. I didn't watch okay. when the first ones came out. Like right. I was, you know, in the eighth grade when like Marvel right, Iron Man right, came out. I was like, right, this is kind of right, cool, right. whatever. But when phase one, like the like you know, Iron Man, um, Captain America, First Avenger, the first Thor, you're like, okay, these aren't really that connected. Right. But they had the stones. So that was the thing that connected them because the stones were in a lot of the films. Okay. But, you know, and Thanos popped up in like some post-credit scenes with, with Thor and stuff. But right. 
they weren't super connected. Right. So think about this, and it was just mainly introducing the char- introducing the characters. Right. So phase four, we are kind of introducing these characters. We're introducing a lot of characters. We're introducing a lot e- of characters. Eternals is being introduced. Like, and, there's a lot of stuff And then being also, you think about Endgame, it was like 20, over 20 movies before they got there. Yeah. So we're only like five films in, a couple yeah. TV shows. So I'm like, okay, I feel like Kevin Feige, he's really smart. Yeah. I don't think he's going to let this just they, go off the rails. No, he's not. They recently just, did you hear about him, them going to some kind of retreat recently? Like he brought like a ton of Marvel executives. They went oh. off for like an entire weekend. He's and smart. He, they had like a whole retreat yeah. dedicated to just planning out and mapping out the, the future of Marvel. To your point, though, I think there's sounds like there's going to be a lot more Marvel movies, which I'm not necessarily well, looking forward to, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway. Well, one film, the last thing I want to say is a lot of people are talking about Secret Wars, yeah. which apparently is a comic that... Um, which was alluded to in this movie because yes, of all the incursion talk. Yeah. Yes, So, and then, you know, we saw Charlie's Theron pop up at the end, right. and um, we've seen Kane the Carker. Like, who, we don't know who's in, um, in Loki. We don't know who's going to be, like, the big bad, if there will be one. Right. But I guess in Secret Wars, because I <laughs> looked it up, apparently... Yeah. A bunch of incursions happen, and then there's like this battle world. Yeah, that essentially, was created. essentially, like all these heroes exist in separate worlds, and they, and they have to literally go around killing each other. Because if they don't kill the, that world, then they'll die. So, yeah. like, eventually, it ends up being with just two final worlds, and they're like, and then it's like essentially like full on. It's like, it's like superhero A's, superhero B's, mm-hmm. them just fighting it. But and, it's like you know. Avengers, it's um, Fast, Fantastic Four, right? It's X Men, it's Deadpool, everything, it's ev- all of them. Everything under the Marvel umbrella is is up for grabs yes. in that. And if that's in fact the case, that it's another endgame type of thing it's exactly another, right and but of course and then i'm like oh well you know they haven't you know even mentioned that and i'm like well think about it again yeah endgame came 20 years a, a, this is a marathon this we, is a marathon yeah. it's not a sprint there's a long way to go with that said i love dr strange it was great and uh shout out to sam Raimi because he made that movie and he, i he love john that. krasinski as in there i oh, love yeah. john krasinski yeah. as reed richards anyway we will leave you guys with that thank you for tuning in and following us we're on apple spotify iheart we're on youtube Download us, stream us, check us out, and uh, we will be with you next time. Take it easy. See ya.